And we are back, people. We're always back. <laughs> we're always. There's no getting rid of us. No. We're in, we're out. <laughs> nah, nah, we're always in, you know? If there is a one constant in the world, it's mmm <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, nothing special. Still walking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, they're Pomeranians, they're so cute. Yes, I mean, I, I may sound I may sound sad, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> it is the best job in the world, the best day job in the world. So uh, I am very happy. How are you? Yeah, it's still working, still emailing, calling. Like, <laughs> not much has changed, um, you know. Uh, yes, stuff, steady, it, steady there, life. There are a lot of exciting things coming. Yes. Um, it's just a very kind of formative period right now where we're setting up all of the exciting things that are coming. So it's a lot of um, kind of, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spring is in the air in the work as well. And I hope it is for you listeners as well. Yeah, well, unless you're in <clears throat> New Zealand. By the way, we still have no uh, listeners from New Zealand. Yeah, what's that so, about? So what the, what the fuck is that about, you know? Like, um, I know some of y'all have uh, some have friends in New Zealand, so could we speed up the process and get us in that niche? That'd be lovely. I sound yeah. sassy. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> we appreciate everything. But we would appreciate it even more if you'd send this to some people in New Zealand. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I guess... Enough dilly-dallying. Enough dilly-dallying. Enough dilly-dallying and straight to the subject. I said dilly-dallying. If that is a <laughs> what, fucking... What the hell? Dilly-dally. I don't want dilly-dally. Give me dilly-dally. I'm just... Pow. <laughs> Get a tattoo. <coughs> I'm sorry. You good? <laughs> yeah, I had a Should visceral reaction to I that. get a tattoo. Um, well, you already have tattoos. I do have tattoos. For So, for a question that I'm going to present to you instead is should you get a big tattoo like let's say a sleeve oh man um I want one (laughs) um but I can't have one unfortunately because again because of acting this whole thing has realized me how many kind of um walls acting uh lets on our social and visual lives and beings um No, I would really want a sleeve. I wouldn't want a sleeve that's like in the traditional sleeve sense, but I'd more so just want little, a, a lot of little symbols and tattoos all over my arm, kind of making mm. up a sleeve. But I wouldn't want like the types so of sleeves. So you would still see your skin? Yes, yes. I don't like the sleeves that are like full on tattoo. Mm. I like the ones that are, my favorite types of tattoos are just super chaotic. Like there is no correlation in between. You just, bang symbols out in a, a similar aesthetic but it's just it's not one big piece it's many little pieces coming together so Popeye <laughs> um Popeye <laughs> that cartoon character does Popeye have tattoos I think he has Popeye has oh yeah Popeye has a couple of tattoos <laughs> yeah those those look dope um you don't have any tattoos though how come because no. you look like a person who definitely definitely would have tattoos because of my acting that is literally the only explanation. There is no other explanation. I am quite wary because I have piercings as well. I'm quite very on anything that will push it too far, let's say. Yeah, but don't you think tattoos are already kind of in your brand? Yeah, but let's say I'm... I'm Because there are some 
time periods that I would love to act in. Let's say Wild West. Yeah. And tattoos still doesn't fit in Wild West. So uh, there's certain doors that I don't want to lock. Even though it could potentially enhance me, but I feel like not that much. Because let's say I play a thug. I can already play a thug without yeah. those tattoos. But uh, at this point, it's kind of... In the acting career, it's taking more than it's giving. But I would like to get tattoos just for my own sake. Yeah. What would you get if you could? If I could, like, let's say it would never be a problem. I would almost tattoo my entire body. Sleeves, <laughs> definitely. Wow. But uh, also money comes into Why play. You, but even with acting, you could... Because my tattoos are all yeah, extremely I would, I would, hidden. I would probably put some in my feet and uh, in my pelvis, but... Uh, like like mine, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing. If I take off shirts, then immediately, like, top body, any anywhere there is a tattoo, then that's a... Man, I was gonna... That's your hassle. I was gonna get my first tattoo on my upper body, because I have uh, four right now, and they're all on my lower body. Um, and I was gonna get my first one, like, I wanted it on my chest or on my bicep, and I asked a couple of people, more knowledgeable mm. people about the industry, and I was like listen, everybody's got tattoos nowadays. Like, is it really a problem? Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> everybody was like, yeah, it is. Like, if you're famous, they'll cover it up, no problem. But if you're yeah. not famous or successful enough for that, then it's a matter of... There, there is only one audience, um, audience uh, point that I want to ask this time, and it's Ryan. What do you do? Yeah, yeah, literally, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, what do you do? Like, Shout out to Ryan. <laughs> imagine Ryan is just listening calmly, and all of a sudden he's like, Ryan. No, anyway, I would... But the thing that I would personally do is once I get... If, but I like saying once, <laughs> I get to that level where I can do whatever I want in acting. So literally, I can pick whatever roles I want. Yeah. I don't have to turn down stuff. Then I would, yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't have to, and then, then I would get tattoos not because they could be covered up i'd get tattoos because honestly most of the characters i want to play anyway are the type of people that would be tattooed yeah so i don't really have a fascination of being in westerns or in being in period pieces i want to do more kind of psychological gritty stuff and there is no mm. reason why my tattoos would not fit the characters tattoos. that's the thing like tattoos are not a problem in a sense in acting industry because you can cover it up it's just the question, will the studio go to the lengths of covering it up? Yeah. Or ask you to cover it up? Because it is not a hassle at all. You can hide them. It just... Will they go for that extra mile? I love that it's getting so much more widely accepted in corporate worlds as well. Because yeah. nowadays, you know, everybody who's young has tattoos. Not everybody, but so many people have tattoos. And, and it used to be, you know, oh, you have tattoos. Yeah, oh, you can work here. Well, blah, 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 in blah. Japan, for example, it was mark of a criminal, like because wow. it's tied to yakuza. Wow. So uh, if we wore tattoos, then or had tattoos, then you would be automatically assumed that you're you're shady. Wow! Just because yeah. of how how it used to be. But uh, yeah, th now that we're on the tattoo topic and hidden tattoos, someone explained this to me. Why would someone get a tattoo for, let's say, their inside their that under lip uh -huh. like in the 
uh, in front yeah, yeah, of your yeah, yeah, yeah. teeth. Like, because you will never see that unless you look in the mirror. No one else will see it unless you show it to them. So what's the fascination of those, let's say, hidden tattoos? I'm not going to lie, I've actually thought about that. Yeah, but it, I, I knew you would, I, but I'm, I'm questioning. Why? What's it's the because I, I think the vibe of that tattoo is very cool. It really fits into that whole aesthetic that you know I'm into, which is like the yeah, ugly, but the raw. That's the, the thing, aesthetic. Because what? you go aesthetic, like, you don't see it. No, but but you it, when you show it off, it tells a lot about the person. Like it tells if you have a tattoo on the inside of your lip, that is already a statement of its own. What what are you stating with it? Um there you go. These are the questions that I'm pondering. I'm I have an answer. Ponder. I have an answer. I just don't want to say it like straightforward because obviously you're, you're saying uh, a lot. Because let's say, let's say mm. I, I say a sleeve that I would do because I have imagined a sleeve on my soul. What I would do is uh, I can tell people like, why did you get a sleeve? I think it looks cool. I think it fits my aesthetic. It's about things that I like. Not, not things that, that I, I find that whole bullshit about It needs to be meaningful to your life Fuck that shit um, It can be, but it doesn't have to be mm. So it will be things that I like And things that are visually pleasing to me But and it's they, the same, they're the same thing Well, you like it You like <laughs> the fact that it's Maybe, maybe I'm not saying that's but most it's hidden. people I'm not saying that's most people Maybe some people like the fact that it's hidden Like Maybe you like the fact that you did something that is um, socially accepted as wrong or taboo. Yeah. By, by the way, I'm not questioning it in a sense like, why are you dumb yeah, enough yeah, yeah, to yeah. get it? I'm just questioning literally like, why? it's the same with piercings. Why would I get something that is hidden? Why would I pierce my... What? There's not really piercing equivalent is there that is hidden in a sense like... We'll get to that actually <laughs> yeah, today. But like, like, that's the thing. If you get, get it in, your, in, in the insides of your lip, you can strip nude. And you still wouldn't see it. That's that's what I mean with hidden. I, I it's think like, it's like piercing the back of my tongue. No one will ever see. I it. actually think there is um, magic and and the kind of romance in that placement that you can't get anywhere else because that is the only place that is permanently hidden. And there is something cool about that. Like even my tattoos, which are hidden, are not <laughs> really hidden. Like. I see them all the yeah, time. That, that's the point I understand. Like you strip butt naked and you will see your tattoos. But yeah. that, that's the point I made. Like when you strip butt naked and you have that tattoo inside you, <laughs> no one will see it unless you start to actually pull like your lip. I kind of get it. I'm not going to lie. I think it fits, fits people's vibes and aesthetics. And I think it definitely caters to that, uh, that group of people which really want a tattoo, but they cannot get one anywhere so they can get it yeah. there but and then you've kind of scratched that itch you've got that, that's the thing also like do these people that have it go in front of the mirror in the bathroom pull their oh, lower yeah. lip and be like yeah i'm uh, yeah for sure especially if it's your first tattoo like i remember i remember my first tattoo the first couple of weeks i would like look at it every 30 minutes every 30 40 minutes i'd be like oh fuck yeah i got a <laughs> tattoo uh but then that fades away like my latest tattoo i literally i got it and i forgot about it yeah, a week that's later the thing also it fades away and you just have this piece of ink inside you because if you have a sleeve i don't think that fades away it still carries like you 
you see it's there yeah. all the time, even if you don't acknowledge like, oh, yeah. I'm a tattooed person, but you still see that that is part of you. But that's just, to me, that is the most forgettable thing, tattoo-wise, that you can get. What, a sleeve? Oh, no. No, no, the inside thing. Because I don't think you actively go like, oh, I have this hidden tattoo inside of me. <laughs> and nor you shouldn't, but like... Uh, see, see, uh, if someone in our audience, somewhere in the world, <laughs> has a hidden tattoo inside your body, please tell me. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm curious. I, yeah. Uh, Even, like, bottom of your foot, and I hear those actually rub off for some weird reason. Uh, but, uh, well, I was told that, because I have two... Two of my tattoos are on my right foot. And I was told by many, many people when I got my first one mainly, but my second one as well, that those were gonna rub off. Uh, and my first one, which I got, what, four years ago now, is as the, as the day that I got it, it looks exactly the same. My second one has actually faded a little bit, a little bit, but not too much. Um, but people kept telling me, you know, because it's on your foot, you get like the traction of the socks and all of yeah. that, it's gonna fade away hasn't moved and um my sister was a huge advocate for that she's like don't get it on your foot it's gonna rub off and then i was like it's not gonna rub off and then after a year i showed her my tattoo and i was like look it hasn't rubbed off at all and she was like talk to me in five years <laughs> well i'm talking to you in five years sister it hasn't rubbed <laughs> off one bit so huh. but that's the 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 inside tattoo and the hidden tattoo the only kind of fascination that people or how I figured this out for myself is that when you go commando and you're like, oh, I'm not wearing any underwear, <laughs> you're the only one who knows that that's <laughs> happening. So the tattoo is kind of the same to me. Like, you're like, oh, I have, a, I have a tattoo inside my lip. Like, yeah, yeah, I can get why it could be fun for a while. But because tattoo is permanent, like, I, I don't think anyone would get a, a tattoo inside their lip. And seven years from there, be like, whoa, I have a hidden tattoo. But those rub off. Like, those really rub off. Because hmm. um, that's next to water and, and, and spit and sweat and shit all fucking day. You don't sweat in your mouth. Whatever. Um, but the thing with tattoos is they are extremely addictive. Like, I'm in, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in withdrawal right now because i haven't gotten one in like a year and i need one I'm, I'm craving it um and we have also discussed the well i have discussed and been rejected of the idea of possibly getting a tattoo gun and mm -hmm. uh, maybe starting to tattoo people obviously not designs because i can't draw for shit <laughs> yeah i'm talking more so like symbols and stuff because i always find i think it's super dope if you go to like a party you need a steady a, hand yeah yeah <laughs> My hands shake as hell. You have a great start. If you, if you go to a party and there's like a tattoo room, I love that. I think that's the best memory ever. And such, you, there was a, such a fuck it moment as well. There, there was this, I guess it would be called a street art. But uh, there was this hole in a wall. I don't remember where it was. There was this hole in a wall and it said... You get a free tattoo if you put uh, your hand through this yes, wall. Yes, yes, but, yes. Uh, but uh, you cannot choose the design. Yeah, yeah, so I would you do that. it? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I would do basic research on who's tattooing me first to kind of get an idea of whether their designs are okay. Mm. But yeah, I, I think tattoos... Also, I have to say about what you said, like visual, uh, it, it needs to have meaning and all of that. I used to think that. I don't anymore. I think whatever you like is whatever you should get. Like if you... 
If you like a wolf and think a wolf looks good, get the wolf. It doesn't need to relate to anything. It's yeah. all about you. Um, I know this because I get a lot of shit about my tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I never understood because I'm not. I'm not denying that people could like. Oh, this reminds me of my first first relationship or my first love whatever if you want to tattoo that on you go for it but if you it can be as yeah. simple as like oh you like I, what it I, looks. I, I i i remember a view in my first not not that that's do i like bananas i tattooed a banana on yeah. me like it can be that simple it's how i see it is just a visual representation because you you can wear a yellow shirt because yeah. you like the color yellow yeah. so why not have that color yellow on your skin yeah. for example and, and that, that's what i was about to say is that i i think personally i think of tattoos more so as memories and reminders so i see of my tattoos as like things that i thought at the time maybe still do or things to kind of i think of tattoos as Things that were important enough or are important enough to be on my body. And this could be... That's why I don't think I'll ever regret a tattoo. Because if I regret a tattoo that I did five years ago, like, I'm not going to regret it because that's who I was back then. So it's yeah. a nice it's a nice statement of who I was, what I was thinking. So in that same sense, um, I would totally get the tattoo from that street artist thing because mm, that's a memory. That's kind of something cool that you do. And, yeah. and, and, and it's, it, it says that at that point of your life, you were willing to do that and you wanted to do that impulsive, whatever. Yeah. And I found that very cool. Yeah. That's just the thing with tattoos because they are permanent. Cause I watch my Spotify from let's say 2014 oh, yeah? and I'm like some songs I'm like, well, I can still remember why I like them and I can still, I still like them to these days in a sense, but I don't listen to them. But, uh. So some of them do bring me a little bit of cringe like I'm like how did this song make it into this list in the first place yeah. so I, I I feel like it would be the same with tattoos wouldn't it like if you let's say seven years from now look at the tattoo that you you got from a hole in a wall wouldn't you be like because there there's it's it's a weird balance of yeah I was that back then but you're like well fuck me what did i do but uh that's the thing because it's permanent it's not like spotify list where you look at like <laughs> oh, oh i was like that i listened to this music seven years ago no you're st- jesus christ 2014 is seven years wow. ago but um but you don't look like oh, oh, oh spotify list seven years ago because you will look it and you yeah. will still carry it yeah dude my first tattoo i would never ever get it today ever yeah. like i if i I, if I look at it right now, I'd say I don't like that tattoo purely as a tattoo, but that doesn't mean I regret it in any way, yeah. shape or form. I like that it's on my body. I like what it means to me now. I like what it meant to me then. Uh, you know, it's all, a, I, I think to get a tattoo and expect that it's going to relate to you 40, 50 years <laughs> in the future is ludicrous. Yeah, Tattoos are a journey. You know, you start getting them yeah. and then... People change, like, as much as you think you're the same, as much as you think that now you're the person that has finally grown and you're finally, like, you finally found yourself, no. In the same way that you're thinking about yourself five years from now, in five years, you're going to think about yourself now. But the tattoo industry has come forward a lot of ways. So, for example, you can just tattoo over, you can do something, because I've seen some, like, tribal tattoos, like those wavy black things. 
on people and um those have been you would think that that cannot be covered mm. in like any way because the symbol is already so big and how the heck are you gonna make it work in some other artworks but you can actually cover tattoos really well yeah. like you can just make another tattoo on top of it and um there's also i feel like those laser things that remove tattoos now they don't remove them completely they will leave a bit of a like a scar to see what was there but i i feel in let's say 20 years which is still a relatively good age in our lifetime oh yeah so uh i feel like in 20 years those will be like you can get rid of your tattoo any day so uh yeah so uh getting tattoo is not as permanent as it was I agree. ages ago you know what i really want to do is i want to because all of my tattoos right now are either sentences or symbols that are pre-existing so i really want to have a design that is made by a tattoo artist i think that's the artistry in tattoos is something people like me who are not like i i have no false thoughts about myself and my tattoos i'm not like a tattooed person so i have tattoos would, would you would you do like you would give an idea to yes, the exactly. tattoo artist yeah, yeah, yeah. or would you go on their wall and be like I no the one. first one like i want to go to a tattoo artist that i really trust and i like their work and i want to be like i want this in this tone with this and this and this and then they design it i think that's very cool and i yeah. think that's what makes the difference between a tattoo and then a tattoo piece or like an artwork that is on your body because my tattoos are no artworks they're just symbols you know they're yeah. they're like uh, little reminders for me i want like something much more fleshed out in the future hopefully mm. so should you get a tattoo yes i, I, yes. I think <laughs> if, if, if you want to get it if if you're in a job acting i would say even teaching kids is still unfortunately in this or a very corporate jobs um you need to just take into account uh, excuse me <laughs> you need to take it into account could it hinder you in any way and if it could because ultimately it might be worth it about uh I, I always come to the conclusion, I don't go 100%, I say take precaution, but that's because the world is not that black and white, like, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, you cannot just get a tattoo and hope to get away with it in yeah. every single situation. So, yeah, get a tattoo, absolutely, in today's world, in today's western world, because not the entire world is actually for it still, but in today's western world, it is very much, if not accepted, even appreciated. So, uh, go for it. I, I have agree. nothing else to say. I agree. I say yes. Uh, I think they're always, we always say this, like our answers are always kind of like, yes, but be smart about it. But it's true. Like, yes. And be smart about it. Um, I think there are always workarounds, like even in acting, which is such a, you know, you are the product type of business, even in acting, there are workarounds. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do it do it and you know? actually, one little tattoo never fucking hurt nobody and actually yeah i failed to say because i was like be take precautions of of tattoos of what it takes away from you but also think what you can get from it mm. especially like we talked about in acting like what roles it might give me because mm. it's not just a negative thing absolutely not so so yes go for it if you feel like it Whoa very nice Move. cheers Cheers, we're having wine again. Because yes, <laughs> yes. last time it worked so perfectly, we're gonna <laughs> do it. Do it again. So, um, 
Yeah, let's just go to the next yeah, one. Let's just go. Let me just find it. Mm. And I have it. This is a good one. Go. <laughs> Buy only secondhand clothes. So secondhand clothes. I don't know where to start with this because. <laughs> Dude, do I want to start with the more. <laughs> more. Uh, universal like what it does is it better than uh mass producing clothes or do i want to start with my own personal <laughs> feeling about this um start personal okay so i have few secondhand clothes and um they're still good like do i love them absolutely i don't see any any uh difference from a store-bought clothes than it was you know cheaper however I see one. I do see one. And it's the old old owner smell. And that is uh, that is so fucking specific. That is specific. I, I have nothing against secondhand clothes other than the old owner smell. And it I I'm not saying it's like bad. This this person smoked like shit. Oh god, I have their clothes. No. But because everyone more or less has their unique smell yeah. on them. And it is you have to wash it so many times. Not that I wash it like regularly. <laughs> like, get out, you smell. No, but uh, like, it it is to me a bit weird that I'm I'm wearing this shirt that smells like another person, and it's not like a perfume that I'm smelling. It's like smelling another person, and it goes away <laughs> with wash. You just gotta be persistent about it, but it is still there for a while. Yeah. No. And that's I, my, I, that might be a bit superficial, but imagine like you you enter your room and it smells weird. Like you you are a bit put off with that. Yeah, true. No, I, I, I understand that. Um, I've actually, I think I only own a couple of thrift store items. Um, I find that uh, personally, I love, I love shopping at thrift stores and I love uh, finding old clothes and secondhand clothes. My, again, this is uh, such a first world thing. My <laughs> thing is that I the, most thrifted stuff just do not fit my style. Mm. Um, or I am completely aware of the fact that maybe I just haven't been looking hard enough. Because um, to be fair, I haven't gone thrifting in like three years and I've only been a couple of times. Um, but I definitely support... Uh, buying secondhand because so many like uh um i just had a friend who did kind of a youtube thing where she talks about all of the resources that go into the clothing company mm. uh and and like how much it takes to make one single piece of zara clothing yeah it or, takes a lot it's insane so i definitely support donating your clothes giving them a second home and thrifting, because thrifting has become uh, a fashion on its own. Mm. Uh, and so many people buy secondhand, but I do agree that there are certain um, certain inconvenient things like the old owner <laughs> smell yeah. that come. It's not it. something that puts you off of it, mm -hmm. but it's it's it is still a negative in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh no, I agree. I agree. But then again, sometimes if you get get clothes online, you might have like a package smell or factory smell. So 
ultimately that is that, true. That yeah, is yeah, that yeah, yeah, then yeah. in a sense different. You always get that smell when you buy clothing, don't you? When even if it's from a shop, you get that like store smell. Yeah. And you gotta wash it, and then it goes. So right. ultimately, I stand corrected a bit on that. That um, you will get the smell potentially unpleasant smells in any clothing you first get. Until uh, until you actually wear them, then they become your own, and then they start to adapt into your smells and whatnot. I think the very cool thing about secondhand clothes is that they are one very very cheap, so you can buy many many items and keep your wardrobe fresh and visually fresh. I'm not saying fresh like mm. new stuff, but visually fresh. Like you can go to a thrift store and buy five to ten times the amount of. Uh, clothing items than you can at uh, a mall, for example, mm. for the same amount of money. And that gives you so much freedom and freshness in your wardrobe. That I started thinking, because we met this lady ages ago who does secondhand jewelry. Yes! And aren't those, those are kind of fixed up, aren't they? So why aren't there more companies? There might be, but I just don't know about them. Why aren't there more companies for clothes like that, that take very old clothes and just kind of revamps them? I think there probably are. There probably are, but they're not that mainstream, or I haven't seen them. Yeah. And that's the question. Why aren't they so mainstream? I think there could be a market for that. Because then that would be a, like a... That would get the thrift shoppers who are very conscious about their uh, carbon footprints mm. and whatnot to actually buy those. But also the consumers that want brand new stuff to kind of lean towards that second hand. Yeah. Because I feel like if if you're really keen on buying your clothes at, from the store and you're the first one to ever have them, yeah. you wouldn't really go to to a secondhand store just by the sake you shake that. I'm gonna do that <laughs> for the sake that uh, it has been used and it has been worn already and like it has been used for three years already. So um, I feel like that could there's a nice little market there. I agree. And I wish I could see more of those. If they, <laughs> my, my my our dear listeners, if there are stores like that, please let me know. Yes, I want to check them out. I actually, this conversation is making me want to go thrifting again. Like, yeah, uh, thrifting now is impossible yeah, because yeah, yeah, of Corona. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, um, coincidentally, I just checked the calendar, and this episode actually uh comes out on the day that my clothing brand is officially going on <laughs> oh, no, so now we have commercials and now I, can, I can i can officially announce that because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's in no we'll, we'll we'll talk about it but um yeah it's something that me and um two guys have worked very hard on for the past two years and we're going live today um so go follow is guste if you're bulgarian because it's a bulgarian brand that is gonna go out only in bulgaria um but but commercial aside it has taught me a lot about the clothing business yeah and it has taught me a lot about manufacturing clothes yeah. and the whole process that goes into that Obviously, that's, I don't want to get that, into too many whole, details. That's the whole thing about, let's say, Primark that mass produces shirts, for example. Like, it just takes so much to produce even, like, a, the most plain white t-shirt. Yeah. It takes, it takes again, uh, from the YouTube video I saw, uh, it takes, like, 270 liters of water to make one shirt or something, mm -hmm. which is fucking insane. Um, but, no, what I found was, basically, if you don't work with a... If you're not extremely, extremely uh, niche or small, 
uh, and you don't make like custom stuff and you don't use a tailor or a um, saw man, sewer man. <laughs> what do you call the person? Sewing, sewing, sewing person <laughs> or know. a sewing person. Um, and if you manufacture like mass manufacturing, like uh, using already um, existing uh, fits, then it becomes a bit more of a environmentally tricky thing because we wanted to we wanted to try and find companies that are as environmentally friendly as possible given our current state of business uh and we did manage to but it's 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 a thing especially uh if you're working yeah, on a smaller scale to try and find the manufacturer that is yeah because that, that's the thing if, if if you're environmentally friendly in the clothing business then that just means way more money is spent on that, which means your prices are going to be ranked up. And then you compete with someone who, like Primark. Exactly. Shout out to Primark. We know you. No, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, uh, for example, Primark just mass produces their every single clothing so that it can be the prices can be pushed down. It's cheap. But then that is not environmentally friendly at, at all. all. So so that's the problem with consumerism. Like ultimately in every single thing, in, in every single thing, consumers are the key factor of what we're valuing as a society. Well, true. that went deep. <laughs> but, true, no, but it's but, true. But uh, if, if we as consumers start valuing, putting that extra 10 pounds or whatnot... Mm to just environmentally friendly choices then of course then businesses have to adapt to that and make it themselves more environmentally friendly however if we're gonna go to primark we cannot uh, and we're like okay this is fine as long as i get my cheap t-shirt then we cannot exactly say that oh oh we should go green when we obli- obviously are not going to however this is also a question of people's incomes and where they come from and what they can do with their current education and jobs and whatnot. So, wow, clothing industry is a is in a quite it's a quite a puzzle piece. Clothing industry is very very flawed. Uh, I think this this podcast has made me realize that so many things are <laughs> fucking flawed, man. Like we live in a bad bad world. There should be a lot of changes. No, but, but uh, I think people. Wow, this is going way off topic, but I think people tend to think of the world as way more black and white than it actually is. I agree. Like it, I agree. If, if, I agree. If when we say like things are grayer than like things aren't black or white, things are gray, the world is the most grayest Man, thing we, one we can say. We talk about this a lot, you and I, we talk about this a lot, like stuff is never just uh, one or the other. It's always some sort of complication. Yeah, let, of, let's say like you just say like, oh, don't shop from Primark because they, they, they are evil and they, they don't... They don't care about the environment. True that. But but what if if you if, have kids if, if, that, yeah, if your yeah. kids, your whole family is poor, your first obligation is to get the food on the table so your kids can eat. Then uh, of course you're gonna pinch from somewhere, and that's sh- somewhere might as well be your clothing. So you go to it's, Primark. It's and- it's everything leads to something else, and it's so complicated. Yeah. But um, I think here's something that comes to mind about secondhand clothing is the fact that uh, I don't know how it is in Finland. I know UK is much better in this regards, but my home country, <laughs> Bulgaria, uh, and the circles that I grew up in, there is such there is this disgusting uh, hierarchy that comes from wearing or following designer brands or 
just what you have on. Um, and I hate that because it brings kids down. It creates uh, an, uh, an unhealthy environment for kids to grow up in. But that's also, I guess, sending a message because I'm going to take a gander here and a very <laughs> throw myself in the very deep end of the pool. But uh, Bulgaria is not the richest country in the world. <laughs> no, am I right? no, my so, friend. So, uh, Bulgaria probably has a lot of unemployment, a lot of low-income work. Yeah. And, of course, when you see a kid with designer clothes... This is very Bulgaria-specific case, yeah, and I'm yeah, not yeah. even Bulgarian, so I'm making assumptions, so bear with me. But if you see a designer brand, in specifically in Bulgaria, you probably see person who has wealth. Yeah. That, in turn, makes you think, oh, I don't have that wealth. And if they have this money to throw into clothing, which to some might seem like a meaningless thing to throw money on, because you can just say you wear a t-shirt and you cover yourself, you, you, you're not naked, that's it, that's the point of clothing. So uh, then that just raises, raises social questions rather than, <laughs> you're gay because you wear designer shirt. No, dude, it's, uh, it's, I think Bulgaria specifically, there needs to be a lot of, a lot of changes when it comes to the way people uh, are perceived visually and the way they carry themselves because uh, when and especially because we mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I I went to a private school and in private school if you are not dressed in designer clothing you are like lesser which is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've heard in my life man yeah. like these are kids you know like yeah. you can't base value on something so i think um specifically in countries like bulgaria there should be a lot secondhand clothing should be much more available and much more not even available socially accepted yeah that's the that's one. the thing because i was i was a nerdy kid and in my high school i just wore like hoodies and stuff and i was fat also so i tried to like <laughs> hide what, what are you laughing you were fat too <laughs> so so uh I two, two fat boys going, mm. <laughs> we look good now. But uh, I, I know I tried to hide my body with like a bit of a loser clothes and yeah. like hoodies and like that. And I felt pre pretty self-conscious. And that's the thing. I would want to go back to just to see like, not, not how today's high schools are run, but the social. Because being green, being vegetarian, being economically friendly is becoming a trend yeah. and that's good yeah. so I'm just wondering does that show in today's youth because those are wow we're getting old <laughs> the youth will be our future yeah, I, I, I sense myself getting old when I say those are kids like yeah. shut the fuck up I'm a kid <laughs> yeah but ultimately like those kids and the generation after them and whatnot they will be our future and are they is our high are our high schools today in a place where it wasn't 10 years ago when I was in it where being economically friendly is actually like like coveted or being like, oh, you're cool because you think about the planet. I, think I, I want to know. I think it's definitely going into that direction. I think it's in a weird limbo yeah. state right now where the old uh, boundaries are still set. And yet, if they're in, in our listeners, I'm pretty sure there's not high schoolers in our listeners. But if you have siblings or family members or just know someone who is in high school, we would very much like to know what is it like in well, today's high school like, and yeah. what what clothing is in there. Or is it is it still you gotta have designer like if you don't have 
Hugo Boss, you're fucking loser or whatnot. Or is it actually second is second hand the thing these days that the youths covet and want? True, man. There is a, a great episode in Atlanta, the series, um, which shows the main character when they were in middle school and they buy this shirt. Uh, it's a Fubo shirt. It's a designer shirt. And they go and they're super excited to show off the shirt. And then it turns out a kid from the same class has the same shirt. <laughs> and so all of the other kids start saying one of the shirts has to be fake. <laughs> and um, this this expert kid, they wait for him the whole day to come and show like which <laughs> shirt is fake. Um, and the fear that both of these children have on whether their shirt is fake or not, because they will get um, bullied and they will get like a nickname and regards about it because they want to seem rich or they want to seem kind of cool, but they're not really mm. like the fear these kids have. It's really, really fucking eye opening because, um, again, I think uh, your educational years are your most formative years and to go through stuff like this, which is such superficial <laughs> bullshit. It is such super, like, who gives a shit, you know? Like, yeah, there is, they're, they're formal. You got to dress formal sometimes. You should dress well. I do think that the way you put yourself out into the oh, world yeah, matters. It, it is a matter, yeah. I think it does matter. Yeah. But whether it's designer or not does not matter at all. No. I, I got literally, I got, um, we were in a nightclub back when they were open. Around a year ago. <laughs> and uh, these girls come to me and they're like, wow, you dress really well. Like, look at you. And I, like I had like the biggest brand I had on me that day was H&M. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and and then, then we were talking about my rings and I have a few rings that I've actually spent money on that are handcrafted and I'm super happy about them. And I was like, okay, yeah, like this ring I invested quite a lot in, but I'm happy about it. And they're like, yeah, this, this, these two girls, forgive me for my impersonation, but this is how it works. Like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Because uh, we, we got like, in my rings, I have like thousand pounds and I'm like, come again. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter how much money or what designer yeah. brand. It's it just how you carry yourself and what clothing you're comfortable with and how you put yourself out there. So, so, are I would you go secondhand? I think definitely. Like after this conversation, I for sure I'm craving some secondhand stuff as well. Mm. Um, I would. I think it's more work to dress well from secondhand, just because you gotta combine items better. Mm. Um, and I'd still be cautious if it goes to my personal aesthetic. But I will. I think totally people should give those clothes a second life and yes. and and go for it like yeah yeah I, I would like to see more secondhand come to mainstream because i feel like we should as consumers we should go more in that direction and uh just more marketing on that and that's a thought came at the very end of this which was um if you have housemates or friends and or more importantly, if you are that housemate or friend and you're like, okay, I'm going to get a new coat or something or a new jacket and you don't really want your old one, the oldest one you have in the pack. Uh, why not ask your friends, like, do you want to use this? Because that is 
giving it strictly in, into like a second hand in a sense. It finds a new life in someone else's wardrobe and they're probably happy for it. So, you know, second hand your own clothes to your friends, to your family. I know I, I've actually stolen like my mom's scarves mm. and like things like that. Oh, yeah. I got a, a bunch of my dad's shirts, I think, probably. So, yeah, like go for it. Just just yeah. Secondhand clothing is anywhere, not just in thrift shops, but very true. In every single f- wardrobe ever, once you've worn it once, it becomes secondhand. So, <laughs> so you, you, you know, just that is technically the truth. Yes. So, so you know, just ultimately, it's not even secondhanding. Just give it, give old clothes another mm. life. Mm. So, <laughs> for people, this is very specific for uh, people who used to be overweight, like you and me. Uh, yeah. Every time I go to Finland, uh, I go to my closet, and. Uh, the things that fit me as a teenager, obviously I've grown since that time as well. Yeah. And those are actually fitting me right now. So that's kind of giving secondhand clothing to yourself oh, yeah. as well. Because it's your old clothing that surprisingly fits you now. Because I have an oversized shirt now that used to fit me when I was a teenager. And, uh, you know, now it's a perfectly valuable oversized shirt for me. I have stuff that I didn't wear, like... When I was from probably like 16 to like 19 and then I wore it when I was 20 Uh, because I grew into it. But yeah, you're right. Anywho, to our final Let's go to our final topic. Um, I'm getting flooded with notifications. What is (laughs) happening? People need to chill. Pierce my nipples. Um... The first thing that comes to mind is the pain level of piercing your nipples. Yes. Isn't that be painful? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I would imagine so. See, here's my thing with pierced nipples because I've actually uh, <laughs> legitimately thought about this, um, and my problem is the fact that it hurts while it's healing. Yes. Um, my like problem, any other piercing. Hmm? Like any other. Piercing. True. Uh, my problem is that it hurts uh it gets caught in your shirts and shit yes and then my other problem is the fact that it as far as i know uh it never really heals up uh it never closes properly uh there is always a thing or it may close um but it's always kind what do you of mean there. it never closed because well, of course like those my close. earrings yeah they close if i give them time yeah but like are you mean in a sense that your nipple will always have a hole even yeah. if you take the piercing yeah. off? Mm. Um, which worries me. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I know for a fact that if, if I do get a nipple piercing, that I'm not going to keep it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to have grandkids and be like, hey, look at your granddad's nipples. I mean, the world might pierced. be a different different place then. Maybe, maybe, maybe okay. being a grandpa with nipple piercing is uh, the new norm. Maybe it's the new flex. Like, it's no longer look at my Gucci and look at my Prada. It's like, my granddad has pierced nipples. <laughs> um, no, but, but that's, those are my problems. Um, would you? Because you're more of the piercing no, man. No, just because of that. <laughs> well, this was very fast. <laughs> no, because uh, uh, just because I, I don't know. So if any of our followers <laughs> have nipple piercings, please feel free to correct me. But uh, I... Uh, Imagine that it is very painful to pierce your nipples. Uh, second, like you said, if I wear a wool shirt or something that it can get caught on, it will 
hurt like a motherfucker. And uh, ultimately, I, 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 if I see a nipple piercing, I, I, that's not a piercing that I'm actually, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm not like, ew, nipple piercing, but I'm not also like, wow, a nipple piercing, you know, I'm just kind of very indifferent to it. Mm. So if I'm indifferent to it on others, I would probably be even more indifferent to it when it's on me. Hence, uh, why would I go through the hassle? And it, the heal time is probably like six months to a year. I have to say, I personally find it attractive uh, <laughs> to see a nipple piercing. I think is the same type of thing that is to the uh, under lip tattoo um, where it speaks of the vibe of the person. So I understand why people do it. Also, I just texted my friend who does have a nipple piercing and I asked him if it hurt. And he said, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but less than you expect. So I'm going to ask him, does it still hurt? And we'll get mm. some answers on that. When did he get it? Uh, like how he recently? Got it, um, Are we talking years or months? No, like a couple of weeks ago. Couple of weeks. Couple of oh. weeks ago, and it does not hurt anymore. Did it hurt in the mm -hmm. beginning? Um, nipple piercings, you know. Uh, I think mm -hmm. with nipple piercings, it's like you gotta get two. You can't get just one. One is weird. Yeah. Uh, two is, two is a complete <laughs> painting. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a set. You know, you, you don't wear one shoe. You want yeah. the other one as well. <laughs> um, they said it did hurt in the beginning. Oh yeah, obviously, especially when probably you're piercing it. Like that must have yeah. hurt like crazy. Yeah. How do they yeah. even do it? Because uh, you cannot have that big of a needle going through it. So. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it, it was done with a needle, but I'm also assuming that it cannot be that lengthy. You're, you're typing all of this while I'm speaking. It, it's like an, one of those Microsoft Word or Google Drive like audio thing that writes for you oh when God, speaking. Oh my God, they're just sending calls. Should we, should we get it live like right now? We, we get it live. Oh my God, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> Uno momento, por favor. Hold them on my mic. <laughs> Technically, our first guest. <laughs> Technically, our first guest. <laughs> oh no, are they not answering? They're not answering. Oh. They just said I'll call in if you want. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> I will say we do want. Um, nipple piercings. I am also curious about belly button piercings. <laughs> yeah. Once again, to me, those are very indifferent. Those, if anything, those are kind of like what high school girls in my time used to like want. Or like, not even high school girls, but girls that were like 13. It was cool to have a belly button ah, piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I don't know, we just, for that specific reason, seeing a belly button piercing, even if it's an adult, takes me back to like, oh, high school girls want, all wanting to get in line for a belly button piercing. Yeah. But um, once again, I'm very indifferent to that. I guess because I myself am pierced, I'm pretty indifferent to any kind of piercing. How I don't, many piercings have you got? I got four. Well, and I, I want a Two note. on each year? Yes. Are you but getting in different places? I want one in my nose. Ooh. 
that Ooh. with acting that is a bit difficult, but uh, there are ways that. Ooh, Ooh. we have our caller. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> hello. This is Nikki. Oh, hello. <laughs> You're technically our first guest on the podcast. I love being a guest on a podcast. <laughs> so. <It's laughs> So, tell us about your experience with having a nipple piercing. <laughs> um, so, fun, actually, this is kind of a fun story, because the first time I went, so I went to a very bougie piercing studio in uh-huh. North Brooklyn, and the first time I went, I hadn't really had a lot of food, and right, so they do, like, this they use like a pen to mark where the needle's gonna come in and where it's gonna come out uh-huh. on the two sides of your areola. Uh-huh. And as after she did that and after she sanitized me, um, I sat down on the little like table and we were talking and I went faint and I felt like I was gonna throw up. <laughs> and we actually had to stop the entire process and oh, I fully wow. just couldn't do it that day. Oh, and I wow. I went back, like, yeah, I went back, like, two weeks later. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, and I had and I, and I I had eaten that day. And honestly, like, it was pretty fun. We did the same thing again. And you just lie down, and you get stabbed with a needle, which is always fun. It hurts like a motherfucker. True. Can I say fuck on this podcast? That's that okay. We're explicit. All right. Um, it hurts like a fucking bitch. <laughs> it's it's weird because like it it hurt it hurts once when the needle goes in, and then the needle passes through the middle of your nipple where all the nerves are. Ooh. And then it hurts a third time when the needle comes out. Ooh. So it's like it's okay. like a full on journey. Oh, it's it's a moment. But yeah, it doesn't take it's, that long, does it? Yeah, how long does the I mean, whole thing take? Like the whole thing takes like less than a second. Yeah, but you know, okay. like it's kind of it's kind of like superhero time. <laughs> <laughs> like you're lying there, and like in in your experience, it's like between a day and a week. Wow. But realistically, it's like a second. Wow. No, it's not. It's not that bad. And the, how how long did it take to heal? Oh, it's still not healed. How long was it hurting for? Um, maybe like, so the first week really hurt. Like the first couple of days hurt just, I was just not doing anything and my titties would be like, oh no, you're in pain. Yeah. And like, I couldn't lie on my stomach. I couldn't, like I had to wear really tight shirts. Tight? Because of. Tight. Well, because if you're like people, either like to wear really loose shirts or yeah, really that's tight that's shirts. what I'd imagine would be better. Now, well, I like wear I like wearing and I still like wearing tighter shirts because when you wear really loose shirts, the the fabric moves around. Yeah, and that's when it gets caught. Because if, yeah. if it's skin tight to the piercing itself, then it doesn't get that much of a leeway, hence ah, it doesn't really right. attach. That makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So I had to actually go and bite tight. Clothes. And you I have don't. you have both of your nipples pierced, right? Yes, and honestly, that was weird because like, <laughs> well, 
have your do do any do either of you have anything other than your ears pierced? No. I, I I have the helix, which is a bit different than uh, you know your ear lobe. You know, like you know, like that little like adrenaline rush you get right after <laughs> nipple piercing. A, a uh, I, I don't know about nipple I mean, piercing, <laughs> but like piercing in general, yeah. When you go, so like, I I did it in very sketchy room as well. Like I went to this this very bare room in this like very stereotypical piercing salon kind of thing, and it was this big needle that went through my ear, and it was very like. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but imagine. So imagine that, but imagine that you've also like done like a gram of cocaine <laughs> and like had an adrenaline shot. Wow! Like fully, like well, because it's so it's so it's the weirdest. It's not only painful; it's also the strangest experience. Right. So like when I I had my left nipple done first, and uh-huh. I had it done, and she put it in, and I was like, okay, this is weird. And she was like, do you need a second to like? Get comfortable like, with it. Get comfortable, and I and I like stood up, and I, my heart was like racing. Wow! I was sweating. Wow! I felt like it was three a.m. and I was in a nightclub. <laughs> and, like, you know, like yeah, like Burkstein. Like, let's go. Like let's let's do the next one, and then let's let me get like a fucking tongue piercing. Like let's go. Did you ever think um, about getting just one of them and not two? No. Yeah, fair enough. No. Because we, we just talked about how, like, one is so incomplete. <laughs> it's like two is a set. It's a statement, you know? Two works. I, I know people who only have one. But, like, I feel like if you're going to get a double piercing, might as well go all the way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> My question is, uh, how is the healing process? Do you need, like, creams or anything? How long does it take? Obviously, the shirt thing is an issue. So you do, you just do saline, so you just spray it, you get the little spray bottle and you just spray it like twice a day. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes they bleed, which is with most piercings that mm. like have um, blood vessels near them. Yeah, yeah. So mine bled like two or three days in and you can't, you shouldn't clean them yourself. So what you do is like when you're showering, you just after you're done, you, you you're not supposed to wash them with soap because mm-hmm. it d- dries the skin out and it can prevent healing properly. But after you're done like cleaning and like jerking off and whatever else you do in the shower, <laughs> you just you just like let hot water run over them for like a minute or two. Okay, and that helps. Um, like dissolve any debris. So like I had um, like dried up blood in my nipple one day. Ooh. Just it's kind of it's kind of nasty. It's kind of disgusting. And you just sit in the shower and you're like, all right, let me just like hang out here for a second. How long are you gonna washes away? How long are you gonna do that? Because obviously the bleeding is gonna stop probably soonish. But do you have no, to I use don't... the spray for like six months or? My bleeding stopped like a weekend. Okay. Yeah. But the, like, taking care of them, because I know my helix took literally six months and even more to heal. So I'm thinking like nipple. 
the nipple piercings heal they take between six to eight months to heal yeah. and you're wow. supposed to Sounds like right. clean them with saline yeah. for that entire time that's such um, a commitment man <laughs> yeah. it is it's a huge commitment honestly one of the reasons i did it was because quarantine yeah mm. it's like keeping a pet <laughs> right well because one of the one of the other things that you need to consider um is that you 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 shouldn't touch your nipples yeah. at all mm. well for six to eight months for six to eight months <gasps> which includes no one's allowed to lick your nipples which for me is a huge issue <laughs> <laughs> Of all the things, of all the things to say right. in a podcast. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. I was like, might as well do this now. Hmm. Um, no, but like two, around one or two months in, usually two months in, they're safe-ish. Mm-hmm. So you can swap because you get a you get a thick um, uh, barbell. Okay. Um, okay. The first time you get them in, so it stretches out, but then. Two months in, you can swap it out for something cute. Yeah. So, like, early April, I'm going to be probably getting something cute and nice. Because right now... Ooh, can I huge... ship you nipple um, <laughs> piercing earrings or whatever? Nipple piercings? Wait, what, what's the question? Can I ship... <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ship you a gift, like uh, some, some something cute to put on your nipple. <laughs> I found, if you want to ship me a gift, I found these really cute nipple piercings that one of them is $1,700. Yeah, see, I'm going to veto that. that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's definitely on the list of things. Um, And last question for you. Would you recommend people get a nipple piercing? Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. (laughs) Honestly, like, it makes you feel so hot. All right. That's, like, that's... every time I wear any tight-fitting clothing, yeah. I, every time I look at myself in the mirror, I have to stare at my nipples for at least a minute. All right. Well, to be fair, you always stare at yourself <laughs> in the mirror, so that's not really that that's, big of a difference. That's also true, but now it's even worse. Wow. Wow. Yeah, can you imagine? Wow, are we on? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much well, for Thank you time. very much. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call you later to catch up. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Oh, wow. So All right. that was technically our first guest. That was technically and our it first was, guest. It was also quite an insight into nipple piercing. It was. I first think it answered experience. so many of her questions. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because my, my own piercing took six months to heal. And I, you just got to clean it and clean it. I'm like, nipple piercing got to be even worse too. Yeah. I just like clean and clean. Yeah. Well, shout out Nicola for answering all the questions. Shout out Nicola. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, Thank you yeah, much. basically any piercing other than your earlobes is a is a a journey. Yeah. Like you just gotta put a commitment. I think it, it kind of relates to the same, you know, to to begin wrapping it up. I think it it connects to the same thing about the tattoos, where it's like, as Nicola said. It's so much fun, and it can make you feel yeah. super great about yourself. So wrapping it up, should it, you get a? I think uh, it's my answer is the same as the tattoos, where it's like, if you want to get it, get it, but be cautious, and be cautious that a tattoo takes two weeks to heal, and it's yeah. not really that much of a commitment. Whereas a nipple piercing, which is a wound in your nipple, uh, would take a lot longer, and it's a bigger commitment, but. 
If that's something that your lifestyle allows and if it's something that you want, absolutely, I say go for it. Yeah, go for go for the nipple piercing if you want it. And uh, if you're not well... Ver- I, I would say if you're not well, well versed into the piercings, then... Uh, don't start with a nipple oh, piercing. Oh yeah, I agree. Like, because like ease your way into it. Ease your way into it because the healing process is usually taking taking from my own experience. It is longer than it seems. It's not too big of a hassle. Yeah. Like you would think, like oh, I gotta take care of this for six yeah. months. Now nah, it becomes your routine. But still, still you gotta literally take care of it. Otherwise, you run into health complications, and you don't want that. Hence give it the courtesy it deserves and uh, don't start with it ease your way into piercings and after if you want it do get it another one <laughs> another, another one. one done um per usual thank you very much for thank listening. you very much really, and um also if you're in bulgaria go follow isguste <laughs> underscore um it's um again my clothing company and we have worked extremely hard for extremely long on it and this is a shameless plug you're not going to see anything on it right now, um, but follow it to keep updated because um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop. Yes. <laughs> if you support your second hand, might as well support your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. And, and, and with that, please with that, DM us your suggestions for topics and we will see you next week. Have a lovely one. Bye, everybody. Bye.